Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 124 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. We are extremely disheveled today with all sorts of things going on. You heard laughter. That is my co-host who is here today. Introduce yourself, please. Hello, I'm Mary. Uh, everybody is uh, out of sorts and distracted today with all sorts of stuff going on, and we are doing our best to make sure meet that us we can, where we're at. Yeah, okay? meet, that's that's a good way to put it. Like we've got we've had internet issues. We're doing our best to figure it out as we go. We're gonna stream. We're gonna hope that the stream like stays up, and then if not, we're gonna put the video up. If it goes down, we are gonna figure all this out as we go. So uh, we hope that you will bear with us today. We have a guest host today who just decided to like take a break two seconds before we went live. Introduce yourself, please. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Marketing Matt Extraordinaire, Dane Font here. And as you heard, things are distressful, so you know that means I'm here. Yes. <laughs> uh, stress usually means Dane is going to be around. Uh, so In fact, it's all Dane's fault. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You're, you're going to take the blame today? I'll take it. You're going to take the blame be today. The scapegoat. Okay. So uh, are you guys excited to, to try and figure this out today? Totally. Either? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, is this like the most exciting thing that you've seen happen while in, being in live my life show in your lifetime? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Let's effing go. We're uh, we're like I'm I'm trying to figure it out as we go and like <laughs> everything looks okay, it looks fine, but we're just gonna go with it. And if something goes wrong, something goes wrong. But we're gonna try and figure it out. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We are gonna talk about uh, Jason Momoa and Amber Heard. I'd say this is more of like a, a an Amber Heard story than a Jason Momoa story. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about it. Lack of chemistry on set supposedly they say uh dave chappelle of course because dave chappelle is being pigeonholed as just the the mean comedy guy uh and uh isaiah lee who's the man who spoke out or uh, who he said that uh who attacked him uh had something to say in an interview with the new york Times or with the new york post excuse me and then we've got uh, jurassic park stars and age gaps in hollywood all that stuff we got podluck we got a bunch of stuff are you guys ready to go we are You're ready. Ready to go, Dane? More or less. More. Okay, yeah. That's, that's, that's how <laughs> I feel. As ready right. as we'll yeah. ever be. That's that's how I feel right now. It's just, you know, we'll, we'll go with it and we'll figure it out. All right. Jason Momoa and Amber Heard's lack of chemistry reduced her role in Aquaman 2, uh, her agent says. Now, I feel like that's just what they have to say. It, it kind of makes sense that the, the agent kind of has to. Uh, I mean, but is that like, is that better or worse? Like then uh, the reality, it, which is that they they cut her scenes because she's controversial. Yeah. Now, like is like one is like that she's controversial for like social reasons. The other ones that she's like 
bad at her job. I, I said really. You, do you think she's hard to work with? I don't know. If, I, mean, I feel like she might be one of those people who is like a nightmare in private relationships, but yeah. in her professional uh, relationships, she's well, like tolerable and good humored. And we don't know necessarily that j just because they don't have chemistry doesn't mean that she's hard to work with. I mean, sometimes people mm -hmm. just don't have good chemistry on screen. That's not hard to believe. Mm -hmm. But it says uh, Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom stars Jason Momoa lack uh, lack of chemistry with Amber Heard caused her role to be reduced in the upcoming film Heard's agent claimed on Friday. Heard's agent uh, Jessica Kovacevic Kovacevic uh, Kovacevic I'm going to say once I again you should know again, this. I should we know are this shaming one. You Brantovic. I, I am. I am uh, <laughs> uh, with the last name like Dasovic. I should absolutely know that, but I, but I don't. So, uh, virtually testified in the Johnny Dape, Johnny Dape, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial on Friday. Johnny Dape. Johnny Dape <laughs> <laughs> says she believes that the negative light on her due to the ongoing conflicts with Depp greatly greatly impacted her role. Depp's ex-wife, whose first cat, cat whose who was first cast in 2017's Justice League uh, and then made her debut in, Aqu in the Aquaman franchise as Mera. Uh, the following year, Heard's te agent testified that the star was contracted to make $2 million on the sequel, which was already concluded filming and is set to release in March of 2023. Kovacevic, uh, I want to say Kovacevic, but I don't think it is that, uh, continued her testimony claiming that Warner Brothers' reason for reducing Heard's role was due to a lack of chemistry between her and Jason. She went on to say that Heard received the news of the reduced role as she was reading the script. So... I I'm like, confused by this because wouldn't it be advantageous for her agent to back up her claim? You would think so, right? What and was now she, she is she like that uh, her role has been reduced because of Johnny Depp that backs up her countersuit against him. So is she like pissed at her agent right now for yeah. like calling her on her BS so, or what? So the, the original question was, is, is this a power move or not? Yeah. So. In a way, you can consider it because it's like, no, we chose to be less involved. Yeah. Because in that way, you have agency over what was happening. Yeah. The other is that, you know, you're so unlikable that this is why it's happening to you. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of a PR direction, it isn't the worst I've heard. I feel like it would be both. I, I think if, uh, if I were Jason Momoa and my co-star was embroiled in a controversy about being an abusive B-word... Uh, I wouldn't have much chemistry with her either. <laughs> yeah, like he almost, it's like you don't want your, uh, what's going on in the public to affect mm -hmm. your opinion of them, but it might like, be hard the not trial to. wasn't happening while they were filming, but it was already publicly spoken about that this, this was, uh, you know, the, their, their relationship was like abusive, either, either direction. It was already being talked about at the time. So it must be uncomfortable for someone to have to, to work with someone who is so volatile, maybe. And this isn't the first time I've heard these rumors. Like, this has been something that I've seen articles of in the past, which is why I was surprised that it came out as news now. It's only coming out again because it's being said in trial uh, on mm -hmm. deposition. But I had heard rumors before that they didn't have much on-screen chemistry. But I, I actually want to ask the question before we move on. Uh, do you think, is it possible that in a lot of ways, bad chemistry in movies is a result of just the culture we live in now uh, and the way things are with men and women but in if society? If you had real chemistry, then you would get... Me too. Yeah. Offset? <laughs> or you're scared of. Yeah. Like, OK, so uh, <laughs> I, I had a list here that I thought was really funny uh, from BuzzFeed of all places that lists like a bunch of people that have like poor chemistry with their co-stars. Ah, Dirty Dancing. Uh, that's, Famously. Yes. That's that's and that's one of the examples of older movies where this happened. Most of the examples on here, at least the ones that I recall very vividly, are modern movies. And I wonder if it's just the fact that it's like people that, are like robotic nowadays yeah, and they have intimacy coordinators. Yeah. Like, like if you've got 
got people coordinating every aspect of every interaction in the most pivotal emotional moments in the scene, how can you expect to really develop a connection that is broadcast very well mm -hmm. that comes across on camera, which I can imagine would be very, very difficult. Like, on no, you can't touch that part of her leg. Stop. Like, cut the scene. You were supposed to touch the top of the kneecap. You went up to at least the top of the calf, and we are going to have to talk to you Your after. Your career is over, sir. You I mean, are done. That's here to stay. Like, if you guys remember, like, one of our past conversations, like, who should be in the writer's room? Yep. At this point, two lawyers. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just have lawyers do all the acting. Just uh, that way they can <laughs> they can just work out the legalities after the fact, and then we can worry about it then. That'd be an incredible suggestion. Like, I mean, it's probably that way anyway. Just There's, a bunch of legal students that didn't make it. Uh, I, I do like this. Like one of the movies listed is Jennifer Lois or Jennifer Lois, Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson, which I can imagine. Like, I can't imagine them ever having chemistry ever. Why would they? Uh, <laughs> especially in like 2022. Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth, uh, famously in the Thor movies, have about as much chemistry as like a box of rocks uh, there's uh, literally nothing there uh, and then most of the other ones that I've seen here are modern movies uh, yeah but the uh, thing is like as an actor you're supposed to be able to work through that and still make it believable yeah I, I imagine that because it requires two people that it's harder like maybe one can really pull that off but the other one can't and then it bleeds you know it feeds into your emotional like it's going to come across you're not going to be able to fake it if you can tell that the other person isn't mm -hmm. like you can fake it yourself but as soon as you see that the other person can't it's going to affect your ability to do so because you know it won't translate well the whole thing is that it's not you right like you're you're literally right. everyone but yourself at the moment yep so uh, you you would think yeah uh, scarlett johansson mark ruffalo uh ashton kutcher and really Le yeah <laughs> oh my gosh scarlett johansson just went so high up my list of cool people well, well i mean having chemistry with mark ruffalo seems like that would actually be really difficult <laughs> that's what i'm saying it'd be straining on relationships i think I, I remember we watched um um what was the movie with Ryan Reynolds, the one that was uh, that came out this year? Uh, oh. The time travel one. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But Mark Ruffalo plays like his dad, but like back in time. And Jennifer Garner is her uh, is his wife in that movie. And they actually had like fairly really? decent. Yeah, I can't. Wait, remember Wait, I thought that Jennifer Garner was uh, in a movie with Mark Ruffalo before that too. Was it Could 13 going on 30? Yes. Okay, so that maybe that's why. Maybe the, the chemistry yeah. carries over from knowing each other uh, Love that movie, in those way. movies. Somebody in the comments will have to let me know. I can't remember the name, but it was, a, it was a really good. It was a really wholesome like family movie involving time travel. You know um, what's funny about these two is that Aber Heard is probably the girl that, like, you know, one of, one of the girls that pretty much every guy unanimously, like, yeah, she's pretty beautiful. Yeah. And Jason Bobo is absolutely that for women. Well, yeah. And yet... <laughs> When put, oh my god <laughs> you're I gonna mean, you're, you're gonna rip into me well I'm you're sorry you're the first i've heard and so it's, it's really? funny <laughs> what hold, 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 really please, you're please actually hold. mad now I, no i, I, I need to that know you'd be like what i need to know That's, okay okay uh, we can't fix her go on, <laughs> go on. <laughs> but but and then you put them in a room together and they're like nah nah, nah like yeah. you know i'm not not her i don't know it's funny well, when, you, when you've got that many options, when you're Jason Momoa and you've got but all both the of options, them, yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Like right, the, 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 two the, people with all the options can't get along. Yeah, basically, <laughs> they, they, they can't figure it out. That makes uh, sense. Did you see the article about um, Amber Heard uh, stole uh, sexual abuse story? Said former personal assistant. 
Wow. Uh, yes. So it says uh, Sasha Wass, who was uh, who from Heard's defense team, asked uh, James uh, James if Depp had made any influence in the decision of giving the vicious evidence against her client. To which she said, "Very clear, absolutely not." So what she's saying is that the, it wasn't coerced testimony. It says, "Can you explain why you take exception to Miss Heard's allegations against Depp?" James answered, and that's because her name is Katie James. I apologize. And I apologize, guys. I'm like trying to do like nine things at once today, so my reading's even worse than normal. So be, please bear with me. We are going to figure this out together. Uh, so it says, can you explain why you take exception to Miss Heard's allegations against Depp? James answered, because Miss Heard referred to a conversation we had about me, brief, uh, about me being violently raped at Machete Point in uh, Brazil, and she used R-worded. it as her own story. Oh, sorry, too late now. Uh, R-worded. She referred to directly to a violent R-word that uh, occurred to me 26 years ago, and she twisted it into her own story, and she used it for her own use. And then uh, down here says, James also mentioned that Heard would regularly send drunk text messages between the hours of 2 and 4 in the morning on a regular basis, on an almost daily basis. James categorized the messages as being abusive. Wow. Yeah, like if you're a personal assistant and it's like your job to like basically take care of that person's life, like when do you get time to your, like when do you have any time that's yours and just yours, right? Like, uh, and if she's sending those texts in, and that does to me sound like somebody in chaos, like all the messages late at night, uh, things like that is absolutely somebody who's going through something. But, you know, sometimes people are just broken in a way that allows them to, or doesn't allow them to see that they're affecting the lives of others. This is sort of a continuation of like the conversation about Amber Heard replaying movie scenes in court. Yeah. Uh, but just slightly, you know, changing the wording around so that it's not detectable. It, uh, it's she's like, replaying the personal story that someone else has told her as if it's the same as a movie. Which is kind of evil. That's super like, messed up. That's very yeah. evil, if you ask me. Like, that's that, that's that's freaking weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says... Uh, she she, repli- oh, she told her assistant's story. Yeah. That's yeah. that's ev- like to me that's evil. That's like uh, it's like imagine like you hear the story about uh, military vets and stolen valor uh, and the idea of people who claim that they've done something that they haven't done when they haven't experienced that. Imagine that as the survivor of something as traumatic as what and happened to her sister. It's interesting to me that someone who works for her would tell her something that uh, personal, personal um, and like painful. It kind of shows that Amber Heard might be the type of person who makes someone feel very safe yeah. in, in being vulnerable and then lashes out later on on them. I mean, he left his so. family for her, you know, like yeah. clearly there was a point where, you know, things were amicable. Uh-huh. He was like, this is the good choice. This well, is what- also, for the for the assistant, though, she's also remember, she was like a, a spokesperson again for women's domestic violence and stuff like that. So maybe she was in the business or in the process of doing things for those organizations. And thus the story came up with her assistant mm-hmm. who's like, look, I, this happened to me when I was very young and I have a lot of respect for what you're doing, uh, championing these causes. And then she has to have that like punch in the gut to have it turned around and yeah. used against her. And that's that's to me, that's evil. Like if you ask if me, true, I don't if, know. We can't. Yeah, we oh, we can't say we that can't for sure. Know, but uh, but and also the other thing I thought was really interesting says uh, Johnny Depp gets support from a women's abuse organization. And that seems like almost like the if there was like a symbol that the tide is officially turned yeah. completely around the other way, whether for the right reasons or not, we'll never know. Uh, but it says, uh, as the defamation trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard moves closer to its conclusion, there have been more people getting vocal about which side they believed based on the television proceedings. It is really insane to me that it's like on I television. I still feel like these nonprofits and public figures, thank, thank you. you, don't really care uh, about the truth of the situation. 
they're just saying what they are expected to say yeah. in the situation. It, it does. And it's just disingenuous. I don't like it. It does feel like a lot of it is like uh, people feel like they're socially able to talk on the topic now. Yeah. So they like like now fr from now on for the rest of society, we're going to have to wait for like the consensus to fall on every issue before you decide whether you're allowed to talk on it or not. Yeah. Like I got the carrot and the stick in the right timing and I'm a good little, you know, slave to the narrative. I'm a, I'm a little more blackpilled on this. How so? Because, I, uh, you know, I've been a big advocate for, like, the whole the vibes are changing stuff mm -hmm. like, until that one guy that ate too many brunches in New York made vibes lame. <laughs> Wait, uh, what? He went to, to brunch cafe with his non-binary roommate named Sock. It's just this video of a guy, oh. hey, guys, this is what I do in New York. I get drunk, I do brunch, and then I got drunk and do brunch, and then my head hurts and I do brunch. It, it, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like psychosomatic. I, anyway, I should okay. show you this later. But, uh, sorry. <laughs> Anyway, so I even anyway I forgot the point I was gonna make. Th this brunch guy just like the vibes ruins. changing, vibes changing. <laughs> it made you right. so angry. <laughs> Thank you, it did. So the vibes are changing, but like now I just feel that any other man in this situation but Johnny Depp would have been like lit on fire. Yeah, well, like I've it's like it. This only worked for him because it's it was literally Johnny Depp, the the guy that was in every woman's poster in yeah. their room. And it had to be this cartoonish looking and she had to look like a Barbie, you know, like it really, it all these things had to happen for him, but you know, your regular, I just don't see that your regular Joe Schmo getting a women's abuse group support, which honestly, like uh, that aside, like props to them because the, these are people that are consistent with their values and they're being like, hey, this isn't good in any direction. So so, so the name of the organization is uh, Mission NGO, which is founded by Valeria Altabelli. The international nonprofit organization has released a public statement in support of Depp. Violence is a serious topic, Altabelli said in a statement. As women, as mothers, we have the duty and the responsibility to educate our sons and daughters. That is to say that the future, the future generation, in light of the values of dialogue, respect, and compassion between men and women, without any gender distinction, in order to prevent violence with the weapons of love and education. This is kind of like what I've been looking for for like the last couple of years is like some type of return to like the middle. Meaning like back in the day, they wouldn't single people out by groups to promote, uh, you know, social justice causes. They would talk about general terms, things that all people could get behind because it's naturally, but now it's naturally divisive just by, by virtue of the way it's done, uh, singling out specific groups either in or out. So this seems to be a more neutral take on that. And that's really, I think what most people are looking for is a sense of, uh, finding their way back to the middle and away from a divided one side is good. One side is bad approach to this. I see it as a, like a dual economy and some people are striving to return the economy to like normalcy of, you know, merits and all these things. And there's some other people who have realized that it's kind of a breaking news clickbait. Yeah. Like uh, economy. And those people will say the most obscene, untrue, uh, unfalsifiable things, you know, for that, that CPM money. Yep. 
Uh, I guess I, we've got both extremes of the black pill, white pill spectrum I'm, here. <laughs> I'm no happy to be here. Wait, <laughs> am I the white pilled one in this, in yeah. this situation? Yeah. All my point was was that um, I would like to see more um, attention paid to like not singling out groups. I, I don't really mm. think of that as white pilled, nor do I think of that as something that I think is going to happen on a regular basis. I think this is a very specific case uh, involving a very unique time in in our history. Yeah, it's like it's like we were saying. You're allowed to dunk on Amber Heard not on other women who have patterns of abusive behavior you're allowed to support Johnny Depp not other right. men who have possibly been victims of domestic yeah, abuse like, get it out of your system now yeah because you you're not allowed after this because your brothers are still gonna get it you yeah. know yep yeah. uh, well also they're like and this is uh, one of those rare cases where so much evidence has come out to show that she was that maybe there's like people just couldn't uh, ignore it any longer Like cartoonish yeah. Is what I'm saying Like it's so cartoonish She was literally like Who's gonna believe you Smack yeah. <laughs> And like that That's literally How it had to happen To the To America's Greatest star You know So imagine being uh, So imagine being Jason Momoa It's like I, I, I <laughs> Like he Maybe he d doesn't know Whether he believes her or not But it's gotta make it hard For him as an actor To be able to, to do get that out of uh, You know His Perspective on her as Amber Heard. Yeah, exactly. And look at her as a character. Yeah, my queen. He's you know? like, you got the red hair, you got everything going, but I just all I see is just when no one's going eyes. to believe you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to sleep in that pillow later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super chat. There was at least one super yes, chat there. there was. Someone named Hulls in the Kids said, I know who that is. <laughs> for the spicy Latinxes on this fine Monday afternoon. <laughs> Thank for you my so favorite much. people in the whole world, Hulls in That's the Kids. That's one person on this stream, and it's not Dane. It's, I, I don't know who Dane is. <laughs> Who's Dane? Uh, oh, oh, Dave. Dave. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Oh, yes. Sorry, dead uh, named. Dead. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. Get uh, a lawsuit on Tinkast Media for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are you guys ready to talk about Dave Chappelle again? Sure. Yeah, I, we have to be. You, so let's. You do it. have to do it. It's a uh, well. It, you know, news is news, or at least pop culture news is pop <laughs> culture news. Uh, Dave Chappelle's assailant says he was triggered by offensive jokes. Uh, basically, uh, the point of this article, and, and I read the New York Post interview they did with him, boiled down to like I was uh, upset at stuff he said. So violence, I guess. This guy seems like he is a, some kind of performance artist because like who unironically uses the word triggering in 2022 <laughs> this guy feel i feel like he's he might be on like dave chappelle's side almost like is he just faking this whole thing Could, i don't i don't mean I to don't. mansplain but i think i got an answer to your question guys that non-ironically use bayonets <laughs> That okay, that type of guy. I still can't figure out like if the point of the knife was to get it past security, <laughs> why bring I, it with a fake gun? I thought that the point of the replica gun was just this, to scare Dave Chappelle. That, that's like, what it was. Yeah, okay, to just right. make him feel like he was about to die. So it says in an exclusive jailhouse interview, Isaiah Lee <laughs> told the post yeah. that Ch that Chappelle should be more sensitive when it comes to the jokes he cracks. When they say that, what they mean is you can't tell jokes at all. Joke or die. There is or no else we're gonna stab there, you. There, like, there is, okay. There is no uh, actual. Uh, uh, th there will be uh, yes. There will be no such thing as jokes because when they say that you should be more sensitive or you should be careful what kind of jokes you tell, there is no distinction there. They just mean all jokes are going to be unacceptable. So it says I identify as bisexual and I wanted him to know what he said was triggering. Uh, so. 
I can't believe I have to make this known, but uh, what that means is that he needed him to know, so he used a weapon that he brought in with him. That doesn't make any... Can somebody help me out here? I'm losing my mind I here. I can't, Brett. It but, all checks out. Like, what's wrong? Like, Is he claiming that this was not premeditated? Uh, well, that's the thing. He, so he says... Like, uh, really? He says that later. Yeah, he says later on down. He says he was expecting to have a good time that night. We'll get there. So it says, uh, I identify as bisexual, and I wanted him to know that what he said was triggering, Lee said Saturday <laughs> at the Twin well, Towers. Well, you accomplished that. Uh, uh, he was... Uh, and says, I wanted him to know that next time he should consider the first running his material by people it could affect. So, again, remember when, when I talk about, like, uh, joke by committee or writing by committee? They want actual committee pr- approval over everything you do. You know who this reminds me of? Who? Anita Sarkeesian. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you know. I can't believe it. It's been it. so long since I heard that name. The threats can stop. I can't believe If you <laughs> hire me. Yep. Uh, every time a new game's coming out, sure it would be a shame if your game got vid- it got brigaded by articles that this speak negatively of its content. Ancient history. Do you feel in control? Y- you may want to hire me to make sure that nobody comes in a f- and and, uh, and says naughty things or mean things about your video game. Woke mafia. Uh. It says, I wanted him to know that next time he should consider running his material by people it could affect. Lee said he expected to have, quote, a good time at the May 3rd Netflix is a joke show, but he grew angry and frustrated as Chappelle joked about his prior controversies with the LGBTQ community as well as homelessness. So that might have been even more triggering, Tim, because remember, uh, there was a thing prior about how he said like that gentrification and his mom being displaced yeah. from her area was a, a big issue for her. So perhaps that plays a role in this here. I just feel this was like so clearly premeditated and he now has a lawyer telling him what to say. So he's finally explaining himself. I always bring a replica gun with a knife attached to it to things I'm going to expect to have a good time at. (laughs) Yeah, like what? I mean, no, not to say like uh, you shouldn't be able to like carry a weapon to protect yourself. But this was so, so clearly planned. A planned assassination attempt. And it wasn't a real, it wasn't, it's not like he had the knife in his pocket. It was a knife like taped to a gun that was fake. That's not, you don't bring that in there for fun. You bring that in there because you plan to use it on something. My favorite thing is that he did it for a consulting job. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) He was like, you know, like I just wanted to do it so he'd know and consult with people that this joke's offense, you know. There are people whose whole job it is to inform People who make like Netflix originals on ways that their series or movie could possibly offend certain protected groups. Bold strategy, Cotton. There are people <laughs> uh, being ball, right? paid like 80k a year to talk about what triggers them. Yep. Uh, sensitivity readers are th- cultural it's sensitivity readers. Yeah. Uh, people who are paid money to like uh, this could offend this group. This could offend this group. I like, swear, those people and intimacy coordinators could like vanish off the face of the planet one day, like a rapture, and no one would even notice. Not a clue. I nope. can't wait for us to we have. Just a- be like, wait, why is TV like so much better all of a sudden? Yep. <laughs> I feel like we should have an intimacy coordinator in our sound checks. Yeah, uh, that would that would help. Deep take. Uh, <laughs> when when we do sound checks now, Dane uh, dryly reads rap lyrics uh, to to me in various uh, tones and levels. Phenomenal. Uh, it's phenomenal. He says, "I'm also a single dad, and my son is five, Said Lee, twenty-three, who uh, who at one point was homeless himself. It's a struggle, and I wanted Dave to know it's not a joke. He wanted him to know it's not a joke by trying to stab him." 
Wow. Uh, like, I feel like I should be telling jokes here, but there are no jokes. Not to tell. only is it's it a ridiculous. joke, but you're making it. You're making the joke funnier by being mad about yep. it. He said his breaking point came when another comedian in the show's lineup made a crude joke about pedophilia, which Lee said dredged up memories of his own molestation as a teen. Like, if you've had these, okay, what? If you've gone through these traumatic things, if you've been homeless, all these, like, and you and you have a very serious existence, and you have a hard time with humor. Look, I understand that, but. The idea is that as a citizen, as a, as a person with your own, like, uh, you're responsible for your own actions, it's your job to not put yourself into a situation where you're going to react violently to someone who is, commi- who is basically just doing his job. I understand that you may not like what he has to say, but some a- amount of personal responsibility and account has to be taken here. Or does it? <laughs> well, or does it? Well, we'll have to see. Because <laughs> we'll uh, never know, huh? We'll never I mean, that. it's sad because this person is clearly just so uh, internally troubled and Very disconnected from reality that he needed some kind of scapegoat, uh, something to attack that would make sense of like how much hardship he's he's likely gone through and, and remember he has like a, a past like of really liking Chappelle. Now like that's music been about like him. exploited by you know, the snark crowd uh, and yeah. the, you know, silence is violence crowd to to give this person a delusion that, that what he did was okay. So you have to be both silent and speak. You, you have to do both at <laughs> you the same cannot, time. You cannot win. You, you, can't, you can't actually win. You have to do both. Guys, uh, my favorite person in the whole world is here. Who's that? Waffle Sensei. We love he you, is? Waffle Sensei. Oh, hello, Waffle Sensei. Yes. Can we just tell him that waffles suck and pancakes and French toast are better? French toast is better than waffles, but waffles are better than pancakes. Sorry. Um, You're wrong, but that's fine. I'm a French toast person. person. French I mean, French toast, toast are the best. All, right. Then waffles, then pancakes. Then pancakes, then waffles. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Waffles. Uh, I, I make no... You are pa- the tiebreaker. You need to make a... Brett, you I, need to make I a I feel like I'm... Waffles or pancakes? Now! Pancakes. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That, 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 this, this is a sexist this, attack. This is the hard-hitting hard, the hard uh, podcasting people have been looking for is these types of conversations where we cover the real topics. Like, Thanks, uh, Waffles Sensei. You yes. just divided this Anyway, show. Waffles, I, I bet you didn't think I'd acknowledge you, but I had to destroy you. Dave, <laughs> Dave will always acknowledge you. So, uh, he's and, my best friend. He's my lover. He's a waffle, and he's a sensei. And, and uh, Dave, uh, uh, John Mul- Mulaney uh, also had his own thing with Dave, and that was surprising he's to both right. you and me because he's normally like good guy Greg. Right. Uh, he, as I said earlier, which puzzled you greatly, he is a, a victim of the small beanification of <laughs> male comedians, <laughs> which basically just means he is a sweet little cinnamon roll who can do no wrong in the eyes of... Mm, girls 18 to 24. That seems almost impossible to do in comedy and actually be funny. Cinnamon rolls also better than waffles. Well, yeah. Okay, well, fine. We're still talking about... I'm always foods. talking about that, okay. dude. And at some point, I'm going to derail the conversation to Halo. By Someone the way, else also spoilers. said Brett the Frittata. Yes, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, John Mulaney... Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, it says jo- <laughs> John Mulaney... We could not be more disjointed right now. <laughs> we are, like, it's, we're, we're working on it. Guys, we love you for, for uh, sticking with us today. Like The the vibe has been all so, all over the place, and we're figuring it out. It. And we're figuring it out as we go. So, it says uh, a lot of people felt ambushed by Dave's presence 
presence. He opened for John Mulaney. Uh, it says, oh, wait, let me see. Yep, disjointed. Especially since he allegedly went on to tell the, uh, what they characterize as transphobic and homophobic jokes. I, I, one thing Chappelle needs to be careful about is he needs to not pigeonhole himself as like a dude who just talks about this. But he's kind of doing that. And like, unfortunately, it's working because people are yeah. so uh, thirsty and like deprived of actually subversive comedy yeah that this is what they'll laugh at and yeah. it's i just don't find it compelling at all like i don't think dave Chappelle's funny uh he's funny i i love Chappelle. i, I was maybe actually, i haven't given him a fair shake but like i don't even think stand-up comedy as a whole is in a good state right now well no and i mean in, in an era where you have to be very very careful otherwise somebody will attack you uh thank you uh you have to be very careful if somebody uh will attack you mm -hmm. like how do you tell jokes and not have to worry about maybe this show's wearing flak jackets uh and bulletproof clothing uh, like uh or like uh I'm sorry, their buddy got gets me every time. Where it says you think it's distracting, so it's like so it says John Mulaney is a piece of s for not giving a single f about the many trans members of his audience that had to sit through Chappelle's unnecessary transphobic tirades that that he called jokes. Can trans people effing breathe to everyone that felt unsafe and laughed at? So, in today's society. You either can joke about everybody or you can joke about nobody. You have to make a distinction. And there has to be a point where we, we decide that, yes, you can be laughed at. If I can be laughed at for what I look like, which is perfectly fine, if you can be laughed at for what you look like or, what you, or who you are, that, and that's perfectly fine, then everyone needs to accept that we're going to live in a world where you're not going to be allowed to just accept or expect to be uh, left alone all the time that you're never going to be the subject of some type of joke or the butt end of something like that it's going to happen and you have to learn to accept it some of the most beautiful friendships form from mockery like what but, like, and it's something well, these like people will, yeah <laughs> It's yeah, like, if people, if you guys actually knew like how like uh, ruthless we are like to each other, <laughs> but, like when the cameras are not rolling, it would be a hundred times worse, and we would all be in very deep trouble. But uh, that is, you but know, in that's, the new framework where every joke has to be categorized as punching up or punching down, that, the only thing that matters is the perceived uh, like power level of the, yeah. the person telling the joke or the person who's the butt of the joke. Uh, you can't take any joke at its face value then. Okay. And you know, sometimes you can miss the mark with a friend and mm. like say something in a joke and actually offend them. And like, that's part of life too, you know, yeah. like you can't, but that's also a personal interaction. And when you're doing stand up, that's to millions of people. Right. So. And remember that when they tell you to apologize, it's okay to apologize to a person. You should never apologize yeah. to large groups. Right. Uh, you weren't intending to affect the whole group, obviously. Uh, but uh, this is what you just mentioned is something I want to talk about, which is the idea of punching up and punching down. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that there's a place for that? Like, I don't like that concept. I don't like the idea that you have to be jailed up or down as to whether you can, uh, because that feels like where society is going, where you're, you have to stay in your lane all the time. You're not allowed to do anything outside of your specific life experience. And I don't think that's a, a recipe for an actual life worth living that i think that framework makes a lot more sense when you're talking about a personal interaction like one-on-one -on -one people joking with each other maybe you can use that language of like punching up or punching down yeah. and jokes like that but when it's a stand-up comedian whose entire profession is to make people laugh and it's the imbalance of him being one person and his audience being literally millions of people. Yeah. People who are in the room and outside of the room. Yeah. You can't apply the same principle. No, it doesn't work. By the way, 
just being literal, is it marginalized that you're like set off to the margins and no one talks about you? I don't. That's that's very interesting. I mean, question. that is literally what the word means. Yeah. Yes, so, you are put into the margin. Correct. So this doesn't. If you, if someone makes a lighthearted joke about you, it doesn't seem like you're being marginalized. It seems like the exact opposite. Seems, seems like, like you're being included brought and into brought the fold. In, yeah. yeah. As people, as equal partners that can be mocked in in a moment of levity. Yep. It's uh, kind of seems like the. It, it seems like you you infantilize people by pretending like the 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 rules wouldn't apply to them. This just uh, shows. Clip like, that me. Yeah. People. <laughs> people are so. Uh, just socially stunted now they just don't understand this like do do any of these people have like personal friend groups where they they joke around with each other or is it all just like take a wild guess babe what do you think <laughs> i imagine a lot of these people, i guess not i imagine like, a lot of them live exclusively online if they do have a real friend group yeah. they're all like people who still use tumblr in this day and age and call themselves small beans and cinnamon rolls that's not a that's not adulthood though i'm sorry it's not i know it's It's just like i think you can make friends online though like i no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that they they don't have real world experience actually talking and interacting with people in the same way that or at least they don't have to negotiate their personalities with other personalities and backgrounds yeah so they just they don't they don't understand what a joke is it's crazy to me also, I mean, I hate to use this as an excuse, but a lot of people were locked in their homes for some for a long no, time real, for some reason, you know, and mm-hmm. like when you come off that and start talking to people again, it's like, whoa, it's kind of difficult. I know my first interaction with people for a year was meeting, the, you know, the Timcast staff. And let me tell you, that was a wild ride. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I, uh, you know, like you, you just kind of have to now you're socially to stunted just in a different way. Yeah, I mean. So she started the other direction. Now. Yeah. 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 So, so is, is there, uh, do you think that Chappelle owes anyone an apology? Hell no, dude. Hell no. I know that question is not for me, but I'm answering anyway. No. No. Of course not. It's barely even a question because it's just like, we're normal and we know this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so what do we do? So what do we do in this situation? Uh, if it, does he? I, I think I mean, the best he's thing. Still making bank, and if anything, this just uh, helped his publicity anyway. I'm thank. sure. Like, thank you. The people managing him are very happy about this because it just shows, you know, that he's still making a splash. I still think the best thing he could do would be to diversify his comedy and not pigeonhole himself as the guy who just criticized. Like, cause, like even that's yeah. what's that's what's happening to Ricky Gervais. He's the he's no. the anti-cancel <laughs> culture that is guy. Like I saw I saw this the tweet yesterday that was like, then I put the bloody Bible in the bloody <laughs> fiction section of me Barnes and Noble. Like that's literally Ricky Gervais. Canceling beyond, which is why I think he's annoying. Yeah. I think if you're like one-dimensional in either direction, I yeah. I don't. I find that funny. The best thing you could do would be to diversify. Like uh, the, the the beauty should be that you can make fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Burr does a, used to do a fairly good job of being able to joke about about just about everybody uh, and do it in a way that was tastefully done. What you don't agree? No, I'm just getting uh, money. He, oh, Dane is Dane is uh, collecting his spoils from today's mm-hmm. episode. He's uh, he's very getting enjoyable your about fair that. share. Yep. Uh, were there super chats? Yes, Queen. Yes, there were. Yash said. Oop. Oh, yes. Another one of my favorite children. Just let Mary TikTok. This is what I've been saying. That's what we've been saying, Mary. Give me my free speech back. Uh, Schmack95 said, okay, so I'm pretty sure the knife on the gun is to split the bullet in half, basically getting two shots out of one. This guy is dangerous. 
Oh, that's terrifying. Okay. That's terrifying. I thought it was like... I thought it was a replica gun. It w- yeah, so I thought it was a replica gun and the knife was like taped to the side of it. Hmm. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Waffles Sensei says, Waffles are better. That's what <laughs> that's what Dave's mom makes me for breakfast. My mom's an angel, Waffles Sensei. <laughs> oh. She never make pancakes. Dude. Um, the, the, you must have met my stepmom. If, if you want to, if you want an example of humor where it's like where you think like some of these things could go wrong, uh, me and Nick have uh, like basically he made like a your mom joke to me like right after f- he had just found out that my mom had passed like a couple <laughs> years ago and he didn't think about it so he makes the joke and then he stops for a few minutes and he goes oh uh, crap and I was like I laughed anyway I'm like dude like because I know that he didn't mean anything by it so now that's like a thing where he makes those jokes and I know that he's making those jokes because he's but you know what I'm saying like that's yeah. why yeah. on a personal level that's, that's different called well, I mean, that's, human interaction yeah folks. that's just what happened to what Waffle Sensei my dearly departed mother rest <laughs> in peace uh, when I was nine uh, so bet you feel like a waffle now don't you <laughs> <laughs> Bet oh you no, feel now like we're so- going to get another groveling apology. Bet you feel like someone with ridges and holes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. And syrup to fill a your waffle. emptiness. I, I mean, listen, me and waffles are tight. Me and waffles <laughs> are. We've been posting on the internet for like a month now. Next. Nathan Koss anyway. says, our culture has replaced traditional religion with the religion of the self. When you think of yourself as the end-all be-all and someone slights you, that someone is attacked with the re- religious zeal of old. Yeah. Very true. Uh, and also a lot of it is like they, they use that as like a, an excuse to like um, when they talk about who's like the people are being harmed uh, and the ex- what they always mention is like when Dave Chappelle makes jokes at the expense of a group uh, and then the gr- they say like, but this group is so and so more times more likely to experience this. Like uh, this group is more likely to experience violence. This group is more likely to experience prejudice. It's like that doesn't make the joke any less valid. Like that may- that's an awful stat. That's awful. But that's th- that does not mean that the humor does not still have a place in the society. It just means that both can be true. That your joke, which is not always a joke. A lot of times it's just a unique. Thank you. Thanks. A lot of times it's just it's a unique observation on society told with a level of grit and a level of um, callousness that doesn't always have to feel nice, but it's not always, you know, jokes are not always supposed to be the best feeling in the world. They're supposed to remind you of just how good and how bad society can be at a time. And you need that. But the thing is, you need perspective to be able to appreciate that. And a lot of people don't have that perspective anymore. Sometimes we mock what we love too, you know? Uh, in what way? Um, let's say It's you- just a level of familiarity that you have with someone that allows you to do that. Right, like sometimes you have a friend that's particularly effervescent compared to your Ooh, other. nice use of that word. Fantastic. Ooh. I have a master's degree, I'll have, you know. <laughs> uh, sometimes you have a friend, you know, that's particularly effervescent compared to your other friends, and, like, you make note of it. It's like, oh, well, so-and-so is happy today because they are, you know. Yeah. And you're mocking it, but you're you're just bringing levity to it, you know. Yeah. That's what we like about you, in a way. <laughs> I just think. I miss the ability to joke around. I, I really do. I mean, it's like... Well, you have that here, that, at least. It's just not on the internet. And Ricky Gervais is right about that. He says, like, you can still do it. You just have to be willing you to, You have to like, face the consequences. Like, stand for what you said. Yeah. Stop apologizing. Exactly. Next. There was more. There yes, had to be there more. there were. Um, in terms of comedy... Hava Owen says, in terms of comedy, I think everyone is fair game as long as, a good, as it's a good bit or riff, like Red Bar or Nick Mullen. Nick Mullen, legend. 
Um, he, one thing that's funny about that is like maybe it's just that the comedy's bad. Like a lot of it is like I was listening to uh, a lot of like Patrice O'Neill this weekend, and it just reminds me uh, how good comedy can be when it's done right. But there just isn't a lot of. Th- I mean, granted, I'm not out of I'm not going out of my way looking up Netflix specials, but or, or you know or comedy sets. But just in general, when it's done right, it tends to hit better, and there's just less of that now. There's just so many less people. Who are willing to speak, you know, from their souls and who they are. Real human beings. There's so many Chandler from Friends going around. You know, <laughs> there's so many Monica's and Rachel's and like people. They're like people simulacra. They're, they're, there's very rare individuals that you're like, man, you're you're a gem. I love you. Have you ever seen the videos of, of Friends without the laugh track? It's, oh my it's god! Terrifying. Oh, I have, horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so and terrifying. that, that kind of has to like make you applaud them for for acting so well in those pauses it's so weird like it's it's a whole skill set in and of itself to be able to do that i yeah. could never do I that i saw it it's all them just going like hey <laughs> pause <laughs> no way <laughs> it's okay dude uh we have a couple more hava owens says edgy comedy is sometimes the best uh, i think so true but not always uh is there an example you can give of less edgy comedy that you think is really good hmm um, the Mitch Hedberg was he? Edgy? I don't know yeah. how to think of things that aren't memes. Yeah, that's a me. I mean, uh, um, memetics is really <laughs> like, how we get things across in society now. <laughs> you're like Internet Bane. I was born yeah, in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, memetics is really there. There was a there's a couple. I wish I could. I, it was like somebody reading off the alphabet, and they talk about how you read the first few letters really slowly, like A B C D, and then it groups E D F G all really close together, uh, and it's like. In, to show you how fast is him that's the power of memetics like the ability to convey a message with very little in- information and that's why i think the humor is so much more uh, resonant these days uh, as far as but bringing memes to life like basically memes now are just what Chappelle used to be for us back in the day which is like now you read memes to each other back in the day people just shouted out co- like Chappelle quotes to one another if they wanted to talk about stuff that was funny dude uh, to your point of uh no, people don't even have like the bravery to make a joke anymore. It's always like, is it just me or is blah blah blah? <laughs> Am I Has right? Has anyone else thought blah blah blah? Like, the, yeah. the, just that, the tone of it is so despicable. <laughs> and that's the people that like they they talk as if they're on Twitter all the time. Yes. Like that's not how people in the real world talk. It's a it's a thing, and, dude. And I'm so sorry. You're, you're trying. No, to... Oh god. Well, you had one more. We did. Yes. Um, Dooku Dooku said, "We stand." Uh, <laughs> Certain word, Mary. <laughs> I don't uh, know if I want to say that word on YouTube. You know what? We'll you're leave good. it off. You're thanks thanks uh-huh. for standing. Thank you. I All right. guess. We're going to move on. <laughs> We're going to move on. We've got more to do, and we, we ran long with that one. So. Okay. All right. So Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Park stars Laura Dern and Sam Neill only now realize their age gap in first film was inappropriate. I've got some questions about this, because I think this is kind of fascinating. Like, what, uh, like the idea of like what is inappropriate for like legal adults who are... who in these movies uh does it involve like because the actors are that far apart does not necessarily she mean that the characters someone much older than herself people were surprised at it because her age at the time of filming was like 23 and she does not look 23 no she and doesn't. also people were saying it's like the same uh the same effect that like People, people on Cheers were supposed to be like in their twenties and thirties, right? Oh my gosh, but is then, that true? 
right? I, I don't remember. But then, that... then everyone started talking about it and like sharing pictures of the, of the show. And they were like, are you telling me that these people were supposed to be like my age in the show? In, in their and their I 40s. guess it's just like the way people looked back then was more grown up. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know why, but aging that seems faster. to be. Yeah, that seems to be a trend. Uh, we have easier lives now, so your skin does not uh, you, you crack You go outside less when the, everything's locked down, huh? There were some advertisers that were like, four out of five uh, doctors recommend these cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. <laughs> it was a different uh, world. Yeah. So it says, Laura Dern and Sam Neill have reflected on their inappropriate age gap when filming Steven Spielberg's 1993 dino blockbuster, Jurassic Park. Now, it's been a very long time since I've seen Jurassic Park, but I'm assuming that she played somebody older. Uh, well, than, she played a doctor. Yes. So, so it says... The pair starred opposite one another as, uh, oh my god, uh, paleobotanist. Is that a real job? I'm assuming... Pale wait, no, paleontologist. Paleobotanist, that's what it says here. Dr. Ellie Sattler and paleontologist oh, oh. Dr. Alan Grant. So yes. uh, I'm assuming that means like uh, paleobotanist would be like plants and stuff mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm showing my lack of, uh, of formal education here. It says, however, Dern, <laughs> who is returning to their sixth film in the franchise... Uh, World Dominion uh, alongside Neil has said it's only now she realizes just how problematic their age gap was. I hope she didn't use that exact word. If if you hear the term problematic, just check out. Just, just you can turn it off. It's it's going to it be filled sucks with drivel. Hearing people say that word in person. Yes. Too. Uh, the pair spoke to the Telegraph ahead of the release of Jurassic Park World. Uh, it's called Jurassic World Dominion. I don't think it's called Jurassic Park World Dominion. <laughs> On, what? You know the one. I mean, it, it's the it's our next the next story you're gonna check. Yeah. Uh, the one that really got me was like, whoa, I didn't even notice Bradley Cooper and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Like for me, it was like, oh, they're they're adorable, right? Mm -hmm. But like, she's 22 and he was 37. I couldn't even. Well, I mean, it's like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd doesn't really age. Paul right. Rudd just kind of goes backwards. Like I was, I watched Clueless the other weekend. Yes, I did. And uh, and he's he looks not the same, but. Dang close to the same as he did uh, when Clueless came out. And, and, uh, he does. Uh, that, yeah. that movie's fantastic. If anybody he, watching has never seen Clueless, please, you're, you're missing an American classic. <laughs> it really is. Plus, uh, Stacey Dash is super based. She's, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's Fox News heard. contributor. She, yeah, she's like, she's like, a, she's like a huge uh, Trump supporter <laughs> and, and like uh, switched for like, she like... She's so based that she voted for Romney. Legendary. Like <laughs> legendary Like, like neocon. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> big yikes, as the kids would say. Uh, it, it, it was a different time. Okay, it, it was 2012. The world was different then. We we had no 2008. idea. 2008. Uh, no, she voted right? for uh, Obama in the first term oh, and see. Romney in the second term. Okay. Uh, it says it never occurred to me until I opened a magazine that there was an article called "Old Geezers <laughs> and Gals: People uh, Like Harrison what? Ford and Sean Connery Acting with Much Younger People." The fact of the matter is, in Hollywood. Uh, you age into male roles and you age out of female roles. Meaning mm. that the men, like they talk about actors who literally grow into their face. Where like they're they're handsome when they're young, but they're going to be really good looking when they hit their thirties uh, and up. And women tend to be very beautiful when they're eighteen to twenty five and twenty six. And after that, the roles the the type of roles you're going to get like are going to change. For men, it's not about how they look in the role. It's just about the believability of them being an older character. Yeah. Like, for instance, I don't think Johnny Johnny Depp or Leonardo DiCaprio aged like fine wine. I think they're just now uh, able to take roles where it would be age 
appropriate. Believable. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see some actors who are very, very clearly too young to play like high powered attorneys right. with and as exactly much experience like, as they supposedly have. Yeah. Laura Dern was casted as someone who was like in her late twenties when she was 23 because mm -hmm. she was believable at, as that age. I, I think my favorite example of, of a, of a not believable doctor is, is uh, Denise Richards as a doctor in, in the movie, the world is not enough. It was a James Bond movie. She plays a, a doctor named Christmas. That's her, that's her character's name. Incredible. Uh, uh, which means that there's a very hilarious like uh, double entendre about Christmas only comes once a year uh, at the end of the movie because it was the uh, it was the 90s I think that movie came out in 99 uh, like you said before it was a different time it was uh, and if you and buying Denise Richards indeed. as a doctor that's not in a porno is not super believable but you know uh, the, that was the world they lived in then so it says Dern who is now 55 and Neil who is 74 he doesn't look much older either I mean I don't know if they de-aged him in the trailer but he looks Dang good for his age, uh, Sam Neill does. If they did, they wouldn't tell you. No, they would not. Uh, are not the only... Uh, there was a part in here that was really funny, and I, I missed it. It says, uh, it, felt it felt completely appropriate to fall in love with Sam Neill, and it was only now when we returned to it uh, to a moment of cultural awareness about the patriarchy that <laughs> I was like, wow, we're not the same age. So I want to know what is the right age. Pass. What, what, what is the... What is the <laughs> I want to know what we the don't want to get into uh, naming specific yeah. numbers, but hard pass. As far as marriage, it said that the best age difference is like one to three years, uh, at least from like stuff that I was looking up in studies. Like one to three years of like successful marriage. Of successful marriage. Like I'm just I'm I'm talking about marriages mm. now. I now I don't know if that's necessarily true. I just picked up the first few surveys that I had found I'm here. I'm sure you can find uh, studies that say all sorts of yeah. conflicting things about <laughs> that. Really, it's just. This is about acting, not the real life uh, well, success rates of a marriage between but so people with a certain age gap. Like this is about playing a character. But then, what makes it inappropriate in the movie if she's twenty three and he's uh, what was he? Uh, he was he would like, been in his forties. The I mean, she was playing. Yeah, she was playing someone in her late twenties. I assume. No. The one where it's jarring is Lost in Translation. What? What was the? Oh yeah, uh, 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 Bill, Bill Murray, Murray and like teeny Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that yeah. That one's that where it's like okay, buddy. And I have that one on here. Uh, there are some other ones on here. Entrapment was like thir uh, twenty-nine and sixty-eight. That was uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Sean Connery. <laughs> I but I just feel like when you're in your thirties, yeah. like Hollywood has a little bit bigger problems to worry about as far as age appropriate. <laughs> relationships than the things that are on screen well, so my thing is like if you're 30 and if both people are 30 and over both yeah. it's like like who who cares you well know? We're, then we're going to get into talking about um grooming uh, and that term comes up a lot in hollywood now well, like yeah. people who were groomed in their in their early 20s were and then i'm like if you're a legal adult uh you moved out to california to get a job as an actor like is, is it grooming because of your age or is it grooming because of your position you know the vulnerability of him having power over you in the role like i would need more information from someone to tell me about that like i don't know uh how you can define it but that seems like what they're trying well, to get at here what makes it inappropriate with a, a broad brush and also uh ignore the real issues and who is actually made a victim in Hollywood. So what would you say Those are the real issues? Those people will never be heard. I can't exactly get into it yeah. <laughs> on this stream, but I think everyone is, is kind of uh, yeah. picking up what I'm throwing down there. Picking up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 52, Bill Murray, it, Scarlett Johansson was 18. That was when, like, it was clearly part of the marketing. It was clearly like, hey, don't you want to say, like, and, and like, 
if you know the director of they that movie. They put Wolf movie, of Wall Street on that? Yep. Uh, That's crazy. I, I know. 39 <laughs> in, 20, in 23, uh, which is like a, an age difference, but it's like. You've seen it. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. It happens. That's, in that is it's part of society. It's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. What are broken men supposed to do after their wife leaves them? You know? I mean, that's I'm like a, a, that's a trope. That's a trope in and of itself in Hollywood. Or, well, not just in Hollywood, but in society in general of just people who like, you know, they have their midlife crisis and then they, they leave their wife and they go date uh, a younger woman <sighs> if, they, if they've got the money to, uh, to afford that. But it's like, uh, uh, how does that like jive with like what you guys think is like acceptable? Like, I mean, this is a very loaded question, Brett. That's a, these are a <laughs> lot of but, of Margot Robbie. Yeah, uh, it does seem like here. Uh, Margot Robbie <laughs> well, ends no, up in it. Well, no, it's just a few, but um, still. I I truly I don't know what what to think of this because this is like you know this is truly the case by case scenario. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like. You can be 57, but not everyone reaches adulthood, if you know what I mean. Well, they talk about that in like, some of the other things that I was looking at. We're talking about basically like like emotional maturity, uh, relationship maturity. There's different levels of maturity and different types of... of I think of, people of all ages are less emotionally mature these days. Yeah. These days, because absolutely. Because we are not like socialized properly nope. because of the internet. <laughs> so uh, Exactly. So if you're an emotional mature person, and let's say you're 25... Just like middle of the like the young people spectrum, right? Yeah, and so like you know, even if you get like a older guy, like twenty something, twenty eight, twenty nine, he's probably still not emotionally mature. If you're emotionally mature, so what do you like? I don't know. You you find someone like minded, but this I don't know. Firstly, there's just some some you know gap. When it gets like a lot over ten, it starts making me uncomfortable. Like ten even is like a stretch, but like it's all personal and you know. What's interesting is in that movie, they talk about how, like, it's a very classic story. Like, uh, she wants to have kids in Jurassic, in Jurassic Park. He's not sure. By the end of the first movie, he's like, yeah, maybe we should have kids. Like, that's a very classic story in, in cinema. Like, the, the lady's like, look, we should have a family. The guy's like, I'm not sure if I'm ready to settle down. Uh, and then they have all the tragic events or everything that happens causes him to reprioritize and realize that maybe it's gonna, it is a good thing to settle down, have kids, start a family. Uh, but I don't feel like that story would get told these days. I, I don't think they would want to tell something like that. Mm. I'm thinking about it from the other uh, side where... Uh, like there's a some kind of uh, career driven uh, Mary Sue nowadays. Who, who, well, no, who meets, nowadays. Yeah, who meets a man that makes her rethink her priorities about that type of thing. Well, she was, but, but that's not really depicted uh, often in movies. Well, because she can't. Uh, she don't need no man. Right. She can. She's, she's got a career. She's Hulk, and she's an attorney and At a girl law. boss. Uh, girl boss. Uh, <laughs> She's a green girl boss. What, what was the like? Not to reference Ben Shapiro, but he's like, why? Like, what, what's the point of like? What was well, like? Why would you want to give up motherhood so that you can be like a like a like a legal assistant or something like that? Sounds like, like hell on earth. Yeah, oh, really? that like that's that that feels like what it is. It's like they want you to give up the idea of having a family so that you can uh, have like a mediocre job. So right. you can serve everybody else. The miracle yourself. of life for being a garden variety psychopath. Yeah, like it's. Like, <laughs> incredible so I don't, I don't know if this uh, does the age gap of those two bother you in this movie like, which one uh, of Laura Dern and uh, uh, and Sam Neill so it's 20 years in the movie but they don't specify whether it's supposed to be 20 years they only say that there was a 20 year age give difference of them in the real world 
right? So I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, I'm if not totally sure what age their characters were supposed to be. If it if that even was explicit, but. I just don't even know if it really matters. Like given just, the fact we that we had a slightly less uh, insane society back when this was released, and then nobody thought of it. But now we have to like hyperanalyze everything. It was uh, such a simpler time. In it the literally world. was. It, it really was. <laughs> and I wasn't even there. I was gonna say you weren't even alive at that time. I mean, like I was. Uh, I was born in '86, so it's like I experienced it's it, just but like not most of the descent into madness has happened in the last 10 years which i have uh had you know cognitive yeah. function to uh, witness <laughs> i don't even know if it's been 10 years i would say five to seven this even is... that yeah but it has been like there 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 was part of it happening before anyone realized yeah i've yep. never seen them I, I know it's hard to believe but i've never seen this movie that's a, that's a I know I, I, I was very scared to tell you in particular but I've never seen this movie so I don't know how their interactions are I don't know how they the don't ro- even stay together in all three they, they end up breaking up in the- so I, I don't know how the romance develops you know like I think those things are all crucial yeah. to saying like if if it's you know acceptable unacceptable like Again, it's like super nuanced and case by case basis I can't be like 15 no 10 yes like I, I, I just can't yeah you know? For sure. All right. Uh, I, I believe that we are ready for super er, for uh, for Podluck since we don't have a theme song. Pod we are luck. ready. We are. Pod pod luck. Pod. By the yeah. way, I don't think we got that submission. Who promised our our uh, Podluck theme? Slice submission? of lime went back. Slice of lime. I mean, called out, bro. Excuse I remember. Me. I never forget. All right, Podluck. Uh, Logan Paul will run for U.S. president in 2032 and has a job You've for his brother Jake. Thank uh, God. That's yes. Uh, I I don't know what the slogan is. I don't even care what party you're running for. I'm I'm with you, Logan Paul. Uh, independent party. I'm I, I'm guessing. I, I don't know who. He'll ticket. start his own party. Yes, the Logan Paul. Party. No, he could join what, the birthday party. Kanye's party. The birthday party? Yeah, right? That was the name of that one? Really? Yeah. Uh, it says, YouTuber turned boxer Logan Paul has a 10-year plan all sorted out. His eyes are set at the top job, revealing that he hopes to run for U.S. president in 2032. They <laughs> says, uh, he sat down with the Wall Street Journal to reveal what his plans will be with his social media stardom. I, Logan Paul, will be running for president in 2032, the 27-year-old boxer said. Uh, the 2032 uh, election is a decade. It's three U.S. election cycles away. I don't know if we're going to make it there, dude. That's Honestly, like, th- yeah. Think about that. At like, this point, we're... I we're, hope not. At this point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we can actually make it there, but we're gonna we're gonna do Maybe our best. Whatever semblance of democracy we've got by then, yep. you can t- participate freely. Thank you. So it says uh, he's clearly given some thought, despite all the knocks he's undoubtedly taken to the head during his recent foray into boxing. Uh, now I'm picturing like just an act, just an absolute hilarious meme debate where him and KSI are debating each other, and it's like, well, uh, you took all those shots to the head. Do you really expect me to believe your take on foreign policy? Imagine the state of the union smashed. The like button. It's just Hit gonna the- be full on <laughs> idiocracy, where well, they they fight, they box each other. We're halfway for there the already. Office of president. Yeah, we're halfway there already. Uh, he's clearly given some thought, despite the knocks he's undoubtedly taken to his head during his foray into boxing. The minimum age to run for the U.S. presidency is 35, which puts Paul just within the age bracketed by 2032. Oh, and he has a job in mind for his younger brother Jake. Uh, when he asked, uh, when asked by the journal about whether Jake, where Jake fits into his aspirations, Logan immediately replied, "Secretary of Defense." <laughs> Would you hire Jake Paul as the Secretary of Defense? Uh, he's quite a volatile individual, but you know what? I have Lydia for that. So twenty thirty two. It's different times then. I think we should fantasy book his cabinet someday. Like who? Who, who would he? <laughs> Wait. Okay. Press secretary idea. That was. That was. I thought Jake Paul for press secretary. 
I think it needs to be a woman, either <laughs> Tessa Brooks or Addison Ray. Okay, <laughs> Addison Ray for or sure. Or Tana Mojo. Okay, that um, would be a good one. I'm gonna. I, I I'll second Addison Ray. Yeah. Um. So we'll go. Two <laughs> little Ray. dances like. <laughs> <laughs> They're already doing weird stuff like that with, with TikTokers. My uh, fellow Americans, smash that like button, hit the subscribe, <laughs> Mr. President. Not this is not what it's not a vlog, sir. Dude, just imagine like he, he's like we're he's, going to war. <laughs> <laughs> All his speeches have like little like thumbnails printed out for them that you display before you show them. Yeah, like, gone, we're going to war. Gone emotional. <laughs> So, so I think Jake Paul for uh, for press secretary personally, but you think uh, Tana think, Mojo? Yeah, Tana Mojo, Addison Rae. Uh, maybe we can have a few different picks. Stop trying to steal my job. Obviously, I need to be the minister of propaganda. I mean, press secretary. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> you, you know, we, yeah. Well, we'll when we get the. Uh, can we have Chet Hanks somewhere in the mix? Dear God. What is Chet Hanks? Finally. On, uh, uh, for, uh, foreign affairs. Clearly, we need him to propagate totally. uh, white boy the summer to all of the world. Best relations with Jamaica that we have <laughs> ever had. <laughs> Homeland security. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think he should be an envoy to all other countries. Is like a is like he will. He could he could be in charge of the FBI. <laughs> I don't you know? know about sure. that. I, I don't want I don't want uh, Tom Hanks anywhere close to the FBI. Uh, no, too thank late. you. Too too late. <laughs> Uh, so, so as long as we know that, then I, I think um, <laughs> then maybe his brother runs in 20, 2040 or would it be 30, 2036? It's just, it's Paul forever. It's, then it, their sons what, are like, up next. No, I'm picturing them running against each other in one election. Incredible. Uh, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I said, like, if he has Jake <laughs> Paul in his cabinet, they, he will get usurped by Jake because they're known for having brother wars. They box on the night before. He'll steal the first lady. Who is Logan Paul dating right now? Who, who, I don't oh, know, but whoever it is, he's going to steal the first lady. Who is uh um how how much younger is Jake Paul than than Logan? Um, Not by much? A couple years? I think I bet Jake Paul's like 24. Okay. Oh, dang. Then, then we need to somehow postpone Logan so that Jake Paul is eligible to run uh, in the same election cycle. That way we can have like, uh, and then they can steal the colors of the other two parties. Like, I mean, even though they're not running, like uh, Jake Paul can be blue and, and uh, Logan Paul can be red. During his second term, we're just going to abandon term limits and we're going to be yeah, like, the Paul way is the way to go, you know? Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm personally, I'm, I'm team Logan all the way with the Pokemon card and the, and the yeah. That picture was swag. That, yeah. Just, like, Everyone knows it. We were like, we were here one day and I was like working on the computer and I, or I, was, I was like doing something for a thumbnail <laughs> and Mary just says, I know she goes, that picture of Logan Paul with the, with the Pokemon card looked pretty cool. It, is pretty it cool. was cool. Like objectively, <laughs> I was like, okay. Was They're okay. so good at optics. He looks tough. You know? Well, yeah. he, he also did WrestleMania, which make him the second pro wrestler to like uh, Donald uh, Donald Trump. Like worked with the WWE back in the day too with Vince McMahon. So. I remember that the, yeah. for a haircut. Yeah, there's some of the most like we should marketable do that, right? and like not giving enough people. Right Save now. our beards. And that's what we need in politics. Yeah. Totally, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, feminist protesters interrupt Cannes premiere to highlight feminicide uh, in France. Uh, do you guys actually care about this stuff? Uh, like about protests? That's what it was about? That's what this is about. But it's Wait, like, there were two different. Yeah, there was this one and then there was the, the topless uh, screaming woman crashes Cannes red carpet to oh. protest war crimes. Like... It kind of makes sense. Like you've okay. got, like you've got a large audience uh, ahead of you, uh, and the film industry is absolutely all about 
promoting these types of causes, so I don't see anything wrong with it. I do get the inclination to make jokes about this type of stuff, but if you're looking to make a social message around Hollywood and these people, I think this would be the time to do it. Uh, if we have to uh, uh, put up with Hollywood doing it with the Western world to us in their movies, then Hollywood should absolutely take the time to highlight people like this with actual causes that they want to promote. And I, I think that this getting covered, a lot of people will be tempted to like make jokes about this stuff, but I, I don't really see that as necessary. Well... I, I was expecting you to be pissed off at this because you hate activism so much. I do. Uh, I do. But to me, it's one of those things where it's like it's happening to Hollywood where it's like Hollywood is always trying to push us uh, agenda driven activism. So having it happen so there. So if you're going to do it, you, it might as well be right in your face. Yeah, is yeah. your point? Yeah, basically. I'm wondering if these people were... Uh, actually invited to the event or if they just snuck in so it says the gate they were gate crashers for the for the okay. the topless woman it says the gate crashers protest comes amidst the ongoing attack on ukraine by russia which invaded the country in late february i don't want to get into the politics of it i just want to talk about the fact that if they're gonna do it hollywood are the people to do it to because well, yeah like when i was looking at the the pictures of um like people just staring at this topless woman they're in their in their you know designer gowns and everything yeah. It's like they didn't look scared. They looked curious. Yeah. Like they didn't really have a problem with it. No, it would be worse. It would be more. It would be worse if Holly, if they were like, get her out of like the biggest, the most, the thing I find the most annoying in all of these pictures, whether it's the Met Gala, whether it's stuff like this, it's all the photographers and workers who have masks on. And then the celebrities are walking freely, which is very clearly a show of like, mm -hmm. we live in different worlds. You are of a different class than me. You're the underclass. And I hate that. I, I bet they were all so looking yeah. for their kente cloths to take a picture next to her. Yeah. And like, just, they just got her but too also, quick. I think that the masks are like uh, an opportunity for some of those um, employees to not be seen in photos so that, that can, might yeah. be one of the reasons uh so so yeah so it's uh, i thought this was an interesting that doing it there at the red carpet i think that the celebrities would have no problem with it guessing that like uh you know if they support mm -hmm. these causes as i'm sure most of them do as most people with uh, a general sense of well-being don't want people harmed you know hollywood would be the I mean, people if to they disagreed with it they wouldn't be allowed to say so so exactly you know. mm. <laughs> All right, uh, Dane. Did you see the the Mission Impossible trailer? I you, did. You watch. Okay, you watch it with me. I said. Uh, so it leaked online. <laughs> Basically, like, uh, what was the joke? It was like every time something happens like this, there's always subtitles because it leaked. It gets leaked from like another department in leaked. another uh, in, an, in another place. Do you so think all leaks are planned? Most they are. Like fact. Like uh, you think marketing purposes? Yeah. Even uh, music. Uh, it depends. Case by case again, but mm -hmm. like movies, absolutely. So you think that this because basically they showed this trailer at CinemaCon like last month, uh, and there was, what's interesting is it could just be my take on it. There was a slightly guys if you haven't gone and seen it, it's the trailer for uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Uh, I am a huge fan of the Mission Impossible movies because they're fun, uh, brainless entertainment. I literally I've seen all of the movies and I don't know the name of any of the characters except for Tom Cruise's character. I only know Ethan Hunt. The rest of them are just Ving Rhames is just Ving Rhames in that movie. I, I don't know the name of his character quick aside there's just like the premise of a leak like what is the premise of a leak oh my god something leaked you gotta watch it before like they take it down yeah so it's the perfect yeah. marketing scheme it's like you watch it now watch it now call to action leak yeah, so it, like, and the, what, what's interesting is whether it was by design or not, there was something that uh, in the sound design that felt unfinished to me. 
mm-hmm. uh, meaning that the score was done in this really muted and subtle tone uh, and there was less um, audio cues for the action moments in the scene that I'm guessing if it was done on purpose it was done to give like a, a different type of like uh, like a quiet epicness to it but it came off as unfinished to me like there was still audio uh, elements that needed to be dropped into certain parts um, it didn't have the same polish that most of the trailers that come out of Hollywood have. So mm-hmm. if it was if it was on purpose and they actually left that stuff out, that's incredible. Like if they like didn't finish it on purpose and released it that way, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm saying that the trailer did not feel finished in its sound design mm. to me. Uh, so uh, if you guys haven't gone and seen it, there's like a bunch of different versions of it, but it is now up on the Paramount website, and I do recommend going and seeing it. Admittedly, uh, like I only watched the first thirty seconds, <laughs> and that's somehow Dave's fault. Yes, <laughs> but like, can you guys try to explain to me the appeal of? these action movies I just, awesome. like, I don't know. my brain just turns off i guess that i i understand that you're saying that's the the point kind of i don't the like of it. i don't like feeling like a dumb baby well it's not <laughs> i feel like a dumb man though uh, <laughs> i i <laughs> enjoy <baby> man <laughs> No, I think a lot of it grown up dumb man. <laughs> uh, for men, I think it's uh, for men. It's escapist. It's a it's a power fantasy for a lot of men to be able to mm. to imagine themselves as the hero of the movie. That is a very common theme in these movies that you're going to, you know, you imagine yourself as the guy who's going to save the world from the the evil people. So maybe that's why they resonate more for men than they do for women. But for me, I watch them because most of the movies have been devoid of political agenda or any type of uh, uh, messaging, at least not overt, uh, in a way that I can go and enjoy a couple hours at the theater and really have a good time. And in an era where almost everything does have messaging, I find that to be a worthy way of spending my money. You know, they they usually have a story, even if it's like low level, but like the story is like, bad guy does bad things. Stop bad guy, please. Good guy. I never get the the plots in these movies they move too fast for me i just feel stupid i mean it's usually stop the bad guy and make a girlfriend along the way and even that part's <laughs> taken out a lot these days i need to oh, go yeah, back and watch the james bond films oh yes uh you should absolutely reason. um uh what's the best one i think uh my favorite's the casino royale golden eye is still my favorite james bond movie of all mm-hmm. time but that's personal preference everyone's got their most uh i find that most people like their preference for james bond is whoever they grew up with so if you grew up with uh, Pierce Brosnan, that's who your favorite He's Bond is. He's my least favorite for some reason. Really? I'm such a contrarian. Like, I don't know. I don't like him. I, I, I love Pierce I love Brosnan. the new guy. The, uh, the blonde. Craig? Yeah. He's not the new guy anymore. He's did like four movies. But uh, I think that Brosnan uh, got a, a bad rap because he could actually do like uh, there was like um, if you watch some of his like middle like the middle movies like The World Is Not Enough and Die Another uh, Die Another no, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies there's moments of like quiet anger in there that they don't really work towards or play with. Furthermore, in the series, meaning like you'll see a lot of intensity in these uh, in these standoff scenes, and they could have really gone into that with him, kind of the way they went into the more realistic elements with Craig, and they kind of shied away from that in the bond, in the Pierce Brosnan ones, more towards the camp uh, in certain aspects and the suave nature, and I think that they lost out on not uh, implementing more of those elements. World is not enough, which I mentioned earlier, actually has uh, quite a few moments like that. So if you guys haven't gone back and rewatched the World is not enough, I do actually recommend that one. Golden Eyes good. Gold, no, Goldeneye is, is my favorite Bond movie of all time. It's super for, good. For sure. So, yes. 
uh, I think that that will be a, and that's a year away. So that's another thing is we're going to go see Top Gun this week, I believe on, on Thursday, Thursday night. Uh, okay. So that will be the plan that night to go see Top nice. Gun. We'll do a review for that after, uh, after the show. Cool, cool. So, uh, Dane, thank you so much for coming today. Hey, Brett. Happy to be here. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a chaotic one today. Like, I'm still uh, of sorts and disoriented, but uh, we made it. I feel it. good about it. This yeah. is a good convo. Uh, what, what's funny is, like, we all have, like, different <laughs> takes on, like, what makes a good show. It's, it's one of the most interesting things. It's just that yours is always negative and mine's always positive. Uh, and I always, <laughs> have to, I always have to intimate to people. No, I'm like, look, when, I'm, when, I, when I say negative, I'm talking more about my own <laughs> personal work. I'm not talking about other people because I tend to feel like because I'm, I have to lead the conversation, if I don't do well, that it, it hurts the conversation so i if i fail the show wow. fails but i that just ends don't up know being, what you think you did led the conversation astray uh i think it's it's projecting because my brain is disoriented so it, it feels like more of it's come out to see to be seen than it actually I need has. to call someone out alex diaz said mary somehow fell asleep on dr strange and the multiverse of madness mary's opinion on action movies can be dismissed no uh, uh, uh i don't appreciate that but at the same time, like, you should dismiss my opinions on action movies because I don't pay attention to any of them. So, but Multiverse of Madness was not good. Sorry, that's just an objective fact. Yes. Waffle Sensei says Golden Eye is objectively the best, thus making it not the best. Like, he, he just ruins everything he touches, so... Keith, well, no. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Wa Waffle Sensei is right. Golden Knight is the best of the <laughs> uh, of the Bond movies. There's this fantastic scene that I want everyone to. As far as like the lighting from that movie goes and the set design, there's this scene at the very beginning where uh, B James Bond is walking down the stairs of like the facility. It would be the facility level in the game, and you see him walk down these stairs. The sound design is really quiet. You hear his boots on the metal stairs, and then he walks perfectly into frame where his eyes match up with the crack from a door. And it's the most beautiful cinematography. That's there's no attention paid to it. It's super subtle, but it's like the reason I geek out is for stuff like that. And they also still <laughs> use miniatures in that movie, so they weren't like using CGI. They were actually building like miniature sets to do the special effect sequences. So the stuff I You're like. Such a film student. The the stuff I like is objectively <laughs> I understand is not necessarily the stuff that you know. I like the the Casino Royale because it it just kind of showed how set of a character he really is, you know. Yeah. Like you know, sure he gets the girl and the car and the whatever, but like he never ultimately gets gets what he really wants, you know, like that moment of solace. That that ended up. Uh, I actually here here's a here's an object point to the opposite. I like Quantum of Solace, even though the movie makes literally almost no sense and it's shot horribly. I still love it. Uh, even though Dominic Green, the villain from that movie, is literally about as interesting as watching paint dry, uh, for some reason, like a lot of it, I think is like you, you, uh, if you love movies and you watch them a lot, like you tend to um, associate them with like what's going on in your life at that time. So a lot of my favorite movies are more related to like what was going on in my life at that time and something interesting. Or you know, if I if I'm at a good place, maybe that type of uh, that part of your life kind of bleeds into your opinion of that movie. So if I go back and rewatch, I'm like, wow, that was really bad but i still like it for some reason i have no idea why so they say that about music yeah yeah absolutely uh there was a super, a super chat super chat taryn jones says mary your mission should you choose to accept it is to watch mission impossible one and four brett which mission impossible is your favorite um one and 
hot take, I guess, Ghost Protocol, uh, I liked a lot, but that was because I was reintroduced to the series at that time. A lot of people prefer um, whatever the last one was with Henry Cavill over that one, but uh, they are objectively pretty much the same movie over and over. Like, there's a really funny, honest trailer where they, they break down, like, how they're all basically the same movie over and over and over and over again, but uh, they're fun times at the cinema, and that's what's important. If I you mean, everything's me. a Shakespeare ripoff, if you, if you want to go there, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, All right, uh, Dane, let them know where they can find you on social media. Hi, guys. I'd like to take this moment to, instead of saying uh, my social media, to talk about the absolute uh, garbage fire that was the Halo ending, apparently. It's been, <laughs> it's been brought to my attention, because obviously I will never see that drivel, that Master Chief dies and Cortana takes a hold of his body. Of the suit, yeah. Incredible. Do you want to yell, Dane? I do, Brett. Do it. No. Because you know what? <laughs> it's like, what, what else were you expecting? Like, I, I don't know. Like, obviously the worst thing possible, truly. I uh, mean, you did like writhe on the floor a little bit earlier I, about it. Li literally. So you got it out of your system. I understand. I know how some of you edgy boys like to use literally, non-literally. But I literally writhed on the floor <laughs> in cringe upon hearing this. It was. Uh, it reminds me of the Batwoman trailer, where it's like that. The Batman suit will be perfect as soon as it fits a woman. Uh, except for now, it's, it's got to fit Cortana. Anyway, follow me at Dane Fun on Twitter and tweet Jeff Probes to put me on Survivor. That's it. <laughs> Dane. Dane spent the day this morning t trying to like talk me into watching an episode of Survivor, to which I vehemently said, "No, that's <laughs> not happening. It's never going to happen. It will never happen." Sorry, bud. Fine. It's the great social experiment known to man. You're okay to miss it. I'm fine with missing that. That is absolutely right. Okay. Well, Mary, tell them where they can find you on social media. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and WeChat at Closer Kitty. I also have been churning out some articles lately on the Timcast website, and when I post them, I promote them on Instagram. Yeah, you've been writing a lot lately. I have been. For sure. All right, guys, you can follow me on Instagram, at Brett Diasovic. Thank you for bearing with us today with our with my scatterbrain takes <laughs> and my desire to keep this all connected and working together. I am not the best at this, but I am figuring it out as we go in days like today where everything's kind of up in the air or a challenge, to say the least, uh, for the show. So it's Monday through Friday right here on YouTube at 3 p.m. We are also on, uh, what are we on? Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora. If you prefer to listen rather than watch, you can still do that over there, but I think you're missing out if you don't, uh, if you don't participate in the YouTube version of it. At least that's what Mary thinks. Come Mary hang thinks, out with us. Exactly. Come chat with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the experience. Uh, and then we're also on social media, not just me, but the show is on social media. We are on Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis, right? Did I get that one right? I had it backwards. You are right. Yes. And then we are on uh, Twitter at Pop Culture underscore show, and we are on Instagram. Oh, man, I did it all backwards today. I apologize. You're, we are on Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. Say that one more time. Pop culture crisis pod. See, it's not as easy as it Instagram. looks. It's not as easy as it looks. I'm all over. Pop the place. culture crisis pod. Perfect. That is the yep. go follow like it. Button, go follow it. <laughs> that is uh, that damn is, it. That go. Uh, do you want to do the rest of the outro, or should we just call it there? Let's call it. Okay. All right, guys. So <laughs> if you got the social medias, you got that everything. We will be back <laughs> with another episode with Hannah Claire tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.